Hello, James here. Just a little preface. Um, I'm currently bogged down in a lot of university coursework and consequently I haven't had as much time as usual to um, edit the podcast. So uh, the conversation for this episode was quite long form and free flowing anyway. So I decided basically just leave most of it in. So this one's probably going to be quite a long one and um, we hope you enjoy the slightly different format to usual. Hello and welcome to What's Pastors Podcast. My name is Robert. I'm Damien. I'm Steve. And I'm James. And today we're joined by our first guest. We've been saying we're going to have a guest for ages, but we actually have one now. Um, It's uh, Lynn Cuffin. Hi. Hello, Lynn. Thanks for joining us. Um, Lynn is a member of the Akeldra Repertory Company and has also done various things with Hereafter Productions as well and uh, many other projects that i'm sure we'll talk about um Indeed. so uh, yeah exciting stuff and don't forget if you're watching on youtube why not like comment and subscribe and if you're listening to us on any other platform please hit that follow button so um in our first episode we all talked about um sort of how we got into acting and, and mm-hmm. what our first experiences were with performing on stage so it seems like a, a reasonable place to start to ask yeah. How did you get into acting and what were some of your first experiences with performing on stage? Yeah. Acting has always been with me, really. Since a child, I used to uh, write plays and uh, involve my sister into dressing up and um, doing all sorts, really, especially when we had a babysitter. The babysitter used to work for their money, you know, because I used to get her to watch us <laughs> prancing around and being fairies and witches and all sorts. So it started like that. But in school, I was always quite shy. I'd be in a play, but it would be in the background, you know. And then when I got to secondary school, I had kind of little bit parts in the school play. And then I went to help out backstage, um, doing some stage manager work when I was in school. And even when I left school, I used to help out with the school plays at uh, a secondary school for a few years. And then one day I went to watch a play in the Acheldra and that's when my uh, husband kind of pushed me towards joining and so I wrote an email to um, Peter Preston and met him in the cafe in the Acheldra and then the following week I joined. And uh, So was that an Acheldra rep play you saw in the yes, Acheldra at that time? Yes. Uh, Do you remember which one it was? It was called Not Now, Darling. And the rest is history, as they which say. Which I believe Stephen was I was indeed. That, that was the first one I did yeah. with the Echelder uh, rep group. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. And then the next play they were going to do was Richard Third. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yeah. The the, um, the legendary um, Richard Third. <laughs> Richard Third, which didn't happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I did. Uh, I did originally join to help out backstage. I was going to be kind of one of the background people as well. And then, because that play didn't happen, they put on another play called Baby Sparklers, and um, someone didn't turn up for one of the parts. And I basically was told, "You've got to do it," and uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> so, uh, and. Yeah. Uh, my my mum used to say that she used to try and get me on the stage because she knew I really wanted to, but now she can't get me off it. So 
that's, uh, that's <laughs> happening. I think we talked about baby sparklers at, at one point. Or yeah, again, was, Stephen yeah. was in that one, wasn't he? Um, <coughs> yes, I wasn't there. Um, that's the one you won the award for, isn't it? That's the one. Yes. That's the one Stephen I won the award, won for. award yeah. for. That yes. Well done. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think the show itself yeah. actually won a few awards as well, didn't it, Lynn? It did. It did, and it it was a play that was written by uh, a local playwright as well. So it was it was good. Yeah, we entered yes. it into the drama festival. And there was another right. play that's by the same uh, playwright that uh, we entered into the drama festival as well, didn't we? Oh, yeah, Get See? Staffed. And I played a smelly cleaner. Get Staffed. And I played a smelly cleaner, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I just played the, the horny chef, basically. <laughs> you did. <laughs> horny chef. With, with, with no sense of smell. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and nothing on under his chef's top. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, but you did really. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know how many rep plays you've done since then? I've lost count. It's uh, after mm. that play. Um, after that play was when I joined uh, props for a bit and um, joined the cast of Twelfth Night. For a tour of Twelfth Night. Oh, and with then, Anvil. Um, yeah. With Anvil. And then I worked with Loose Cannons for a while as well. Um, mm-hmm. They wanted uh, their one of their actors, a uh, female actor, she had left, and uh, Alan uh, Williams and Chris Holloway had asked me to join them just to put this play on a couple of times, and it turned out that to be 11 times I did that in various different places <laughs> around the UK. Yeah. And it was at the drama festival that uh, we always used to have a group called the Kilman Players. And they were oh, an yeah. Irish group. And they came over every every uh, year. But uh, one of their actresses had gone AWOL as well. And the only way they could do their play was if they could get somebody else to do it. So they asked me and I um, I said yes and I packed a bag and I went to stay with some people I'd never met before in Ireland, stayed for the weekend, <laughs> rehearsed it twice and went to the pub. <laughs> and then um, Sounds good the to following me. weekend, <laughs> the following weekend we put the play on. And um, wow. that's when I won. Uh, I won the award for that play as well. The play itself won, and um, I won an award for best best actress in that one. Oh, wow. And um, the people I stayed with, I am now still in contact with, and we've been the best of friends since then. So it was a really good <laughs> experience. Yeah, that's proper Raptory Company mm-hmm. stuff, isn't it? That's uh... yeah play in a week yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we've got two award-winning actors here anyway <laughs> well actually it was the drama festival as well that uh, Al- alan williams has uh he passed away a, a couple of years ago he was yeah. a very close friend of mine and he he wrote he wrote plays specifically for loose cannons and mm-hmm. um he he wrote the play 
that I did with the Irish, uh, it was called Mam, and it's a fantastic play. It's brilliant. Oh, did he? Um, but I he didn't also, realize he'd written that yeah, one. He also wrote um, a play written. Uh, it was it was for four women, and um, it was based during the First World War. And mm-hmm. he wrote my part specifically for me. And uh, oh. for three three others he wrote. And um, that won the Anglesey Drama Festival. And we went to the British finals in the Isle of Man with that one. So that was that was really nice, good. Nice. I was just going to ask, out, out of everything that you've done, Lynn, um, whether that's with Loose Cannons or Anvil or, or the rap or any other group, um, is there a play or a, a particular show that stands out um, to be your f- favourite? Or like, maybe not a, a play, uh, just like a character that you've played that stands out? The play that stands out for me, really, um, I've got three favourites, um, but the one that really stands out for me was um, last year we put on a play called Revlon Girl. Mm-hmm. And I played... Um, I played uh, a character called Shan, and I think it's because of the topic of the play as well. Mm. Um, uh, did you watch it? I can't remember. If yeah, yeah, yeah. For for those that aren't familiar, could you kind of briefly describe the the context of of the yeah. play? The I Rebonga? can't remember yeah. the the place it was. I just just gone out of my head. What was it? Oh. Is it Ab- yeah, Aberfan? I just said, sorry, it just went. I just went blank. Then sorry. Ab- Aber somewhere. Um, Aberfan, yeah. Aber- <laughs> I had Mercer Tidville in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um, the play was about the Aberfan disaster, and it was about uh, women meeting up and um, having a. Revlon party, which was a, a, a makeup party, and it was about how it affected each woman separately. <coughs> and it was quite raw in parts, and it was very emotional. And um, I felt quite privileged to play the part that I had, to be honest. I felt, I felt quite privileged. And um, it's a character that stayed with me for a for quite a while after I'd finished it. I think that's the first show I've seen that you were in as well, actually. Was it? Yeah, I think oh, so. Okay. And I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the whole play. Yeah, it, it was, was good. It was it brilliant. Was very it was good. brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was definitely one of the best best things I've seen at the Akeldra. Just it, you know. Um in fact I, I enjoyed it so much that I um I 'cause yeah, I think you only did two performances of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was more, but it was, I think we came on the first night and uh, I tried to um, convince my family to come and see it the, the second night because I wanted to see it again, but they, they wouldn't bite, unfortunately. But, uh, it, yeah, it was, really, it was really good. Yeah, it was a shame we only did it twice. And, and it was one of those where we rehearsed not, we didn't rehearse that many times, you know, we met in a, in a community centre a handful of times and it was, and we bonded quite mm. well as a, as a cast mm, yeah. as well. And you don't get um, many plays. There's more now, but with a strong female mm-hmm. cast, mm. and there was no particular lead either. No. You know, everybody was was in the same boat, and that's what that's what I found really really good. 
I tend to like plays where there isn't a a, a lead as mm. such. I like everyone yeah. to be equal. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. them a lot better. Ensemble cast. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to be travelling around with that one. Did that not happen? No. Well, um, a lot of things happened. We were trying to organise mm. it, and then um, things happened to various different uh, members of the cast. Yeah. And um, then COVID happened, yeah. so, you know. Yeah. yeah. Do you think after all this is finished, uh, um, we should persuade Mike to start doing the drama festival again in the Helder Centre? That's a good question. Well, that was talk of doing that um, when Alan wanted to do it. They, did, they That was in discussion. Oh, and um Yeah, um, but they, I'm not sure what happened. Oh. Um, it was a long time ago. And um, no, it's certainly something I would like to bring back. I would, but there's a lot of organising yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah. So I don't think it should be just one <coughs> person doing it. I think it should be. Uh, no, I agree. Know, a, yeah, um, a, board like a group, or like a little team yeah. or something. I yeah, think we talked about that a little while ago, didn't we? I think we talked about trying to trying to make that happen. Um, mm. Something we should look into once this is, you know, collectively once this is all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's certainly something I would be interested in um, yeah. insulting out. Yes, definitely. So was it um, was it kind of like a like a kind of fringe thing where it's like out like hour long plays or something? No, it was kind of the idea uh, for no more than forty minutes and no less than twenty. There's quite yeah. a few rules, and okay. you've got to um, wasn't it setting set up, up and taking a set down as well? Was setting included. up ten minutes yeah. and taking down in five. There's, yeah. there's set rules. Yeah, wow. I've I've got them somewhere where we could look, and I think it's the same for everybody. Mm, yeah. But then you can take your play then and take it to somebody else's drama festival mm-hmm. and see how well you do mm. do there. It was uh, had a lot of fun yeah. with it. It's good, and I learnt a lot as well by watching other groups about how they do things yeah. and how they, yeah. Um. So yeah, it was good. Enjoyed it. Yeah, sounds like great fun. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I learnt a lot yeah. from Alan as well. Mm. It was. Um, yeah, he was a good person to talk to. Yeah, I was supposed to be doing. I miss him. <laughs> I was supposed to be doing a play with Alan, but um, set in a charity shop, but that didn't come to fruition. I can't remember why it didn't work. That's a wonderful script. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I've got the. I've got the. I've still got the script at home somewhere. Uh, the other part that I really enjoyed playing mm. was um, Angie from Abigail's party. Oh yeah. Oh, hang on. I had. Oh, we had great such play. a. We had such a laugh with that play. It was great. And Mike was my husband. And dyed his hair um, and everything. <laughs> I, yeah. It was such a good play. And, and the highlight of it for me was uh, Caroline was playing. Um, she was she was dancing and um, she picked up a cocktail stick with cheese on oh. it. <laughs> Um, but it was the it was the biggest one, and yeah. her mouth was so dry. She was trying to get rid of it before she, before her next line. <laughs> and I was trying my best not to laugh. <laughs> the characters are Beverly, Beverly. Lawrence, Tony, yeah. Angela, and yeah. Susan. I played Angela, yeah. and I thought I uh, looked a bit like Rose West in my glasses <laughs> and my, <laughs> my costume. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> uh, and who was Susan? That was Donna. Uh, Donna played Susan. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, she was brilliant, as Susan. Yeah, Every, everyone seemed to, you know, really fit their parts really well. It was good. It was really mm. good. I I watched that over the summer actually the the original um, TV version. Oh, okay. I just it's because I knew of it, but I'd never seen it. I just thought it was very funny, but also really painful <laughs> as well to watch because it's so it's so incredibly tense. Um, yeah, it's a uh, brilliant, yeah, brilliant play. It was. Were you in Drinking Habits? She was, yes. Oh, I loved Drinking Habits. I loved that one. That, that oh, just came really across good. my mind now. One of the things with Drinking Habits I do remember is Stephen flashing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just, Explain, Steve. Just to give some context there. <laughs> I didn't actually flash. Uh, in the play, my character, he <laughs> reluctantly becomes sort of a little bit undercover and gets thrown into these different situations and has to dress up as different things. So firstly, he was dressed as a priest, then as a nun, and towards the end of the first half, he um, finds his uh, girlfriend and, and tells her that it, it, it was him and she didn't believe him. So he um, lifts the nun's habit up to show that it was him. That's what Damien meant by flashing. Oh, okay. <laughs> That was the first rep play I ever saw. I thought it was a lot of fun. I very much remember really enjoying so that. So I take, I take back what I said earlier about um, Revlon Girl being the first thing I saw you in. Um, this is the first thing I saw you in. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's a first for a lot of things with that play because it was my first uh, play that I had some lines in as well. <laughs> oh, was it? oh, there we go. Yes. Oh, of course. But yeah... Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's the uh, great big washing basket that I had to hide in that has to be brought onto the stage somewhere, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and um, I don't, can't remember if it was the first night or the second night that we uh, the door wouldn't close, do you remember? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I, I yeah. remember that. <clears throat> And then I think I think it was Brian that had to come back on and just say like I think yeah. uh, you Steve and Katie was on the stage at the same time, and you yeah. were sort of pretending yeah. to sort of we like were. sort of oh, what's what's he doing here? And then he he was like, yeah. "Don't mind me, you can you continue on. I'm just going to fix this door or something." Yeah. <laughs> and then just started kicking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking of broken doors actually do you remember um i don't know if you remember in pinocchio i think it was actually it was the last night of pinocchio it was the last ever anvil productions performance and uh, we had these doors and it was the end of the opening number of the show and i went through the door and at the end of the song it was a kind of and the door closes and i slammed the door (laughs) and it got stuck yeah i I went around with a screwdriver and um after some effort yeah no. Yeah, well, Damien yeah. started and then he had to go on stage, so I took over. Yeah, I... I um, and you were pretty much just stood yeah. there visible yeah. to the right audience, in the audience. <laughs> unscrewing. I was, I was nicely behind the door, <laughs> making sure that no one can see me. And I gave, gave Steve the screwdriver and he, there he is, just walking on stage and screwing the door. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realise how visible I was in all fairness. <laughs> Uh, the perfect end. <laughs> uh, I also saw you in Nightmare. Is that right? The ne- was that the next one you did? Nightmare. Oh yes, I played the uh, lady Where who Robert ran the was, shop. Uh, a mute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. Yeah. yeah, 
I, I, I remembered all my lines for that uh, play. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need a prompt at all. No, I didn't have to use once. the prompt once. <laughs> to give you some context, the character's a little bit like the Anne character from um, um, Little Britain. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except I didn't just randomly <laughs> everywhere, so, you know. And lick people's faces. You should have done it. <laughs> And at the moment we're doing some, uh, we're, we're yeah. doing kind of radio plays and and, um, and you've done a yeah. few of those with us now, <clears throat> Lynn, but I believe you were in a production a few years ago called The Keeper oh. that was done on Morn FM. Yeah, that was, that was wonderful. We, we, get, we got to spend the whole day in the studio um, recording. What was that one about then, The and Keeper? It was another play that uh, mm-hmm. Alan Williams wrote. And uh, I have a copy of it. I actually have a, a video of um, our experience recording it as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll share that with you if you like someday. And nice. um, uh, a chap called Jake recorded our experience and we watched it in the uh, where we used to rehearse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we had some mince pies and, <laughs> <laughs> and a beer. Yeah. And what, uh, what was it about then? It was about uh, the South Stack Lighthouse being haunted. Oh right! And there was, and those two electrical engineers had gone there to fix the light because mm. um, it had broken when there was a storm. Yeah, and um, they're stuck there for the night, and somehow. Ah. Two ladies are also stranded there, so they knock the door and frighten frighten them by being there. So and they're stuck there as well. So you've got four people stranded on yeah. South Stack Island, and then spooky things start to happen. Ooh, sounds good. Nice. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day here after productions is going to have a we're going to have a recording studio, and we're going to just none of this. Uh, Recording with audacity at home nonsense. We're going to have a <laughs> studio right. and it's going to be brilliant. That's the plan. As I was say, so you've also directed a couple of things recently, haven't you? Which um, I think your, your first one was yes, uh, um, in the rep, was it? That came about because the uh, resident director, um, Tom, yeah. he uh, <clears throat> he was uh, he was poorly, so yeah. we were looking for something to do and a whole load of ideas went um, flashing about and as I have always got loads of plays and things I suggested a, a couple of plays that we could do a small um, two one acts yeah. and um, I'm not quite sure how it came about that I was directing <laughs> but all of a sudden I took the play in and I came home and it was uh, Somebody had suggested that I do it, so um, that's how that came about. Felt a bit like a imposter syndrome when I first started, but um, turns but out that I quite it. enjoy it. So yeah. Uh, good, yeah, yeah, really, really did get into it. Uh, did you have a a, a, um, a flair for directing before that? Well, not 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 as such, but um, I've always been, I suppose. Even as a kid, you know, I've always tried to rope my sister and my friends into doing something. So maybe I have got that. <laughs> yeah, sounds like uh, it. <laughs> natural ability to get people to join in. Uh, 
some people would call it bossy. I call it a nerf. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I suppose um, what I didn't think, I, I didn't realise is that how much I would enjoy it. So, um, and I really, really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I hope I did it well. Yeah, you yeah. did. So, you did. did. I, I was literally... I was literally thrown in as the same as when I was thrown on the stage. Ah. I was thrown in at the deep end and I, and I really enjoyed it. It's the best way, really. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I think sometimes that's what you have to do to come out of your comfort zone a little bit. Otherwise you just, just, just do it. I mean, it was the same with me for like my first actual, uh, speaking part that wasn't wrote in like a big part. Um, I didn't say yes or no. I just actually, you know, played that person so um i think it just takes that so um but you know you did that that play like it was your first play that you directed and i think you did it uh really well audience enjoyed it um yeah and you know you've you've directed other plays since then so you know you've definitely got um the skill there to be able to be able to do that because um, I haven't directed anything myself, but I bet it's it takes a lot of work than just telling people where to go and what to do. So. Yeah, you have to deal with um, a lot of things. And a lot of things I didn't realise is you have to deal with a lot of people's insecurities as well. Because yeah. um, actors need a lot of reassurance, you know, am I doing this, am mm. I doing that? So you need to help people. and. Because it, we're on a small scale as well, you, ha- you have to deal with things like costume and the stage and, you know, um, because we don't have as many, uh, you know, we're not uh, at the Echeldra, we haven't got everyone at hand to help out as a drop of a hat. It seems to all land on the director to maybe not do it, but to sort it out. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of work, mm. but um, I really enjoyed it Good. and everyone was really helpful. Yeah. And I loved the uh, the set for the the three tables, the first play. It was really, really good. And um, I think everyone really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, a funny thing happened in the dress rehearsal, which I think your family came to, Robert. Where, yeah, they um, did, yeah. Yeah, yeah where the uh, wrong, wrong track was played for Mike to play the piano at the <laughs> beginning. And it was supposed to be... Um, a track that was played for three minutes and it turned out to be an 11 minute track (laughs) 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 you uh, you you were on stage weren't you Robert yeah yeah Um, yeah with Beth yeah and all I saw was Beth was really trying to hard hard us not to laugh (laughs) and in the end Mike just abandoned it I mean like oh Obviously, it's to start off with, you know, you you pretend to like it and you pretend to listen to it and etc. And it, it came to a point where, like, okay, what else can I do to pretend <laughs> that I'm enjoying this music? It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Well, I was given two CDs, and it was yeah. uh, so you were you were on Jones, oh, yeah. and um, oh yeah, I was given two CDs, and it was track three. And I gave the CD track three, but they played the wrong CD. So it was track three of the other one. Yeah. (laughs) Which uh, wasn't as jolly as the one I'd chosen. (laughs) And then you directed our first panto as well, um, which was Aladdin. (laughs) 
just had to remember then. You've forgotten, James. That was you uh, couldn't remember a bit of a another <laughs> bit of a deep end experience because uh, Panto's are you know big operations. Yeah, and, and I I wasn't really given much time to think about it because I'd gone to ask Mike about um, maybe doing some. Uh, I can't remember what I went to ask him, but I went to the Heldra and Mike had asked me if I could, if I would consider, uh, if because you were going to ask me. And by the time I got downstairs, you were there and you asked me. So no, it was it was good. And uh, again, thrown in up the deep end. It was something you wasn't and, you haven't done before as well, pantomimes, mm. as in direct pantomimes. Uh, or been in one. Or been in one. Uh, I like I pantomime. No. Mm. The thing is, I always wanted to be part of the panto, mm. but I could never get the time off work because yeah. it—it's you—you uh, perform for school children in school hours, yeah. and I could never <coughs> oh, get yeah. the time off. Mm. So, um, so it was really difficult for me. Um, but I always wanted to, and I've always enjoyed them. And um, so yes, I was thrown in at the deep end. So I, I went home and researched a bit, watched a few pantos online, and uh, yeah, that's that's how that happened. Yeah, it was a weird one for me because that was the first time I've written a script as well um, for a, a panto. So it was a kind of weird. Um, it felt a bit weird as, as well that I was kind of giving control to someone else when I I kind of so I I made sure I kind of wrote in as much stage directions because I thought as the writer I can't <laughs> I can't say oh I wanted to be like this but but I can if I write in tons of stage directions so I just thought okay I'm just gonna mm-hmm. give as much detail as I think is necessary and then um then hand it over but that was a kind of a strange um strange thing for us because we haven't really done we well we hadn't done a panto with with someone else other than Anne um, directing. So it was wow. new ground for everyone, really. But um, it was, it was. And, and it was difficult because not everyone was available at the same time. Um, yeah, that's so true. We had to go over bits and bobs all, yeah. all the time. So it was, uh, yeah, it was difficult. Uh, some people are always in um, bloody Sheffield. Oh, swollen, sorry. Some people are always in <laughs> Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think Aladdin went down well in the end. Yeah, we had yeah, I think we had so, yeah. sort of production issues as well that we couldn't. That you know, it's like we had to replace a couple of a couple of cast members and all, various kind yeah. of unforeseen things that we had problems with. But I think we we got through it. And I think it was pretty successful. Oh, we, yeah. Well, I I had to leave you in a lurch as well because I had um, a death in the family yeah. as well. Mm. So and and my friend passed yeah. away. So it was. It was awful, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was an awful year. It was, but but we all tried hard anyway to keep what you oh, yeah. had in mind as well. Yes, so. yes. Everything about it was brilliant. I, I I liked I liked the script. I liked the songs. I liked the um, the acting, and um, it didn't matter how many people were in the audience. It was it was brilliant <coughs> each mm. time. I loved it. I was really proud of it. <laughs> well yeah. done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we did. Just, I think we did manage. We had a few like. Because I think after a few years, you kind of start to re- recognise the patterns of when people will come and which shows will be the quiet ones and which ones will be the good ones. And yeah. always the last one before Christmas is always a big show. But we had a few 
a couple of extra ones that were big shows that we hadn't expected as well, which was nice. Mm. That oh, the show sold out today. Oh, really? Okay, we only expected you know forty people in or something. And yeah, yeah. But sometimes with a smaller audience, if you've got really loud children, it doesn't matter. No, does it? it isn't. It's, no. it's That's the, true. It's the show, yeah. and yeah, very true. Yeah. One of the best ones was uh, when some of my friends uh, came along and. Uh, you know, were very vocal in the audience and laughed a lot. And uh, yeah, one of the funny things that happened with the uh, with the panto was um, Mike. Mike played the uh, what was his character? Abanaza. Abanaza. And he said on a couple of occasions he was uh, once he was in a cafe and another time he was in a charity shop. Oh and yeah. A couple of kids said boo. That <laughs> 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 was great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a few, a few of the, um, a few of the hereafter uh, members back when they were part of Anvil, um, like because I think it was in Harad actually who went into a shop, and people going, "It's a fairy." They, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. uh, they like with any uh, any pantomime actors get recognised anywhere they go. It's yeah, weird. Yeah, like yes. some people, some people uh, still saw me as Cowdy Lion, even though I was in full makeup and. Weird costume. Yeah. There's one person who still sees me as the sheriff of Nottingham when we did Robin Hood. Sometimes she sees me and goes, "All right, sheriff." Dum dum right. in your mouth? No, 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 no. <laughs> that did not happen ever. Remember, <laughs> saying she got fairly recently. She got recognised for a role that she played like three years ago or something, or like three or four oh, years right. ago. Someone, someone said, "Oh, you, um, it's um, oh, what was her character in?" Uh, Peter Pan. Oh, um, uh, Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily, yeah. So I went, oh, it's oh look, it's Tiger Lily. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was like three, four years ago or something. It's funny. Yeah, more than that, I think. <laughs> I, I've I've never been recognising for recognised for being on stage as such, but a lot of people think that I work at the Echeldra because I'm there so often. <laughs> yeah, I've had that as well. There's been a couple of times just I've just been happened to be in the Echeldra and some some old woman thought I was a member of staff and said, can you go get me a couple of chairs, please? I'm like, <laughs> okay. I bet, you, I bet you just did it. Oh, oh, can you do this? Can you do that? Can you help me with this? Is it... Right. Okay. <laughs> you sure said, yeah, I'll, I'll get that, and then just leave her for hours <laughs> without nothing, without anything. And yeah. then, then she'll uh, she'll complain to one of the staff. She'll complain to another member of staff who might be around, and uh, going that guy, that small guy with a beard, he's Excuse not me? doing what I want him to do. He didn't work here. <laughs> oh, really? Think somebody would describe me like that? Yeah. Well, I would. <laughs> um. I was just sorry. I was just uh, counting. I've been in twelve oh, um, right. rap plays, Brilliant. and I joined in two thousand and ten. Yeah. Not just that, though, Lynn. You've also been in a film. Ah, nice oh. segue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the film was called Method, and it was written, directed, and produced by a very close friend of mine and mm. Steve's, mm-hmm. um, called Brian Davis. Yep. Uh, uh, it's quite sad. Um, uh, unfortunately, um, Brian passed away last year. Um, mm-hmm. and we were no, the year before about 
Oh, it was the year before, sorry. <laughs> and it was released the day after my wedding day on the mm. 12th of November, 2011. <laughs> and um, we really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it, Steve? It was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I learned quite a lot. And um, we were about to embark on a, on a new yep. film. It was called My Dead Wife. Yep. And uh, Bri- Brian had asked me to co-direct and um, help him write it yeah. as well. And he was going to teach me how to use the, the camera and edit. And um, he was going to show me all of that. But unfortunately, um, uh, he, he's passed away. So, yeah. um, uh, I was going to say, sorry, I've lost it a bit. Gone. It's okay. Anyway, this Christmas, um, my husband surprised me with a camera and I've now since had a tripod, so I'm going to start um, filming and maybe having a a bit of a play and a messing around with that. Maybe I'll be asking Robert for a bit of help. Yeah, sure. Um, So hopefully we'll be uh, getting into that soon. Yeah, well, yeah. we've been talking yeah, about be cool. starting to make short films as well, haven't we? It's something we're kind of yeah, yeah, we're talking about recently, trying to yeah. trying to start doing that. And, uh, yeah, and even with the homicidal film that we'll do uh, eventually, um, when when we're filming the scenes like on locations, <coughs> um, you know, uh, your camera, Lynn, might be um, helpful to get like a different angle. Um, and you know, you can definitely come along and see like how, how they're filmed and, um, you know, mm. if, if you want. Oh, I'd love to, I'd love to. Thank you. You're welcome. I've been looking Thank forward you. to that cause, uh, I love mm. the idea of doing music for a, a film, doing sound and everything. So I'm kind of excited to learn how to do yeah. that. Um, yeah, okay. hopefully once, once we're out of lockdown, hopefully we'll be allowed to sort of meet up and um you know outside or wherever um to sort of read through the script and sort of try to make arrangements depending on the guidelines and stuff at the time but try to make arrangements that we can sort of film um sort of outside scenes first or something so yeah or even just even just to practice read or even just to practice yeah yeah, yeah. film it yeah yeah meet in the amphitheater or something like that yeah yeah good yeah yeah. And uh, talking of editing and, and filming, uh, we recently did a series of online plays um, called Zoom. Uh, I wonder if you wanted to yes. talk a bit about that, because that was your kind of project that you yeah, from the... took, took hold of. And... Well, that's something else that um, I was thrown into. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've I've got... I've got, I don't know how many scripts I've got, but I love reading scripts and I often thought it would be nice to set up a script club, a bit like a book club, but where people would meet and just read through a script and not necessarily put the play on, but just to read through them because it's, when mm. when you read through them, it brings it alive, you know? Yeah. Um, and because of recent events, um, I had an idea to maybe start doing it online and um, it turned out to be a really good idea. So uh, Script Club was formed and the idea behind it is that uh, we meet once a week and 
if you want to come along one week you can if you don't if you want to give it a miss it's fine i wanted it to be really flexible that people didn't have to commit to but one thing i thought was what what if we come across something that you know is a good play and then it happened we came across these wonderful <laughs> scripts called zoom a play for lockdown yeah. and um there was two available at the time and um, the third one was in recording by the company that had written them. And we read through them, didn't we, James? Yeah. And then yeah, we, did. we decided to put them on and record it via yeah. Zoom. And we had to uh, get a few more people involved. I involved a, a, a work friend of mine who mentioned in passing that she'd like to do a bit of drama involved my husband and um i asked the look i asked the rep if they wanted to jo uh, join in and uh that's that's how it happened mm. what i didn't think about really was the time limits we had <laughs> i think we gave yeah. ourselves about eight weeks to record <laughs> four <laughs> plays so that was, it was a bit tight i also didn't predict how complicated editing can be and I spent hours sorting that out, but it turns out that's something else that I enjoy. Yeah, I mean, with with the with the editing, like even if you're doing like a trailer for something, a play or film, whatever, and it's the trailer's only like two minutes long, it can take you a few hours just just to do that because of all the all the like nit bits that you have to do and to get everything looking right, it does take um, some time to do. And, um, but yeah, if, uh, the viewers want to, uh, check out the, um, Zooms for lockdown, um, a card will pop out right now on the right corner, uh, of the YouTube version of this podcast. And, uh, a link will be in the description if you guys want to check it out. It's worth a watch. So I suggest that you do. Uh, yeah, there's, there's three plays and a Christmas special. Yeah. So there's four in total. And I've been, um, we recently invited the writers to come and speak to us because we had like a uh, Zoom after party really uh, yeah. last week. And um, we invited the writers to come and uh, they chatted to us for about 15 minutes and uh, that was really good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was really nice. It was, it was. Yeah. What I wanted to ask about the, the editing actually was um, whether... Uh, whether it got easier to edit as we went on and as we got a bit slicker with the performances. Yeah, I think the first play is a bit uh, ropey. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> um, we, because of my editing and also the plays were written to be um, filmed in one sitting and uh, we didn't quite do it like that. Um, but the original cast they went over it until they got it right for each scene, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We didn't have time on our side to do that. I, I remember talking to Stephen, mm. I remember talking to Stephen and James about that before. Um, yeah. I told them that normally plays like this, any scripts like this would have each screen, each actor being recorded separately throughout one whole sitting, like you were explaining then. And um, and then James told me, James said to me then as well, all the sound and video would be done in post, which 
obviously that's not the kind but, of I mean, the, the difference thing is, any of us are able to do. But I mean, if this was being made for TV, I guess that's how they do it. Oh, yeah, but that, also, these are written plays I mean. rather than TV shows. So yeah, yeah. yeah. J- James has hit James has hit the nail on the head of what I meant, basically. <laughs> Stop giving him credit. Um. Yeah. <laughs> he has hit the nail on the head, though. <laughs> but the first play, I didn't really have a clue mm. what I was uh, what I was doing, so I was literally learning on the yeah. spot. Okay. Um, so Be- uh, best way to do it, really. I, I enjoyed yeah. it. Be- best yeah. way to do it: learn on the spot. That's something else that I've uh, picked up. Yep. It's also the editing with that software as well, because it's a. It's the same one that I, I have, Damien has as well, VSDC, and it's a free software and it's quite limited uh, in many ways. So I, I can't imagine the hell you must have gone through to have to edit with, <laughs> with that software. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite determined. Once I get something in my head, it, it will work. <laughs> and I'll sit here until it does. <laughs> that's, that's the same mindset I had when I uh, used the software to edit these episodes on video. So, uh... <laughs> Yes. But um, nothing ever works out right and things start breaking. So then I break it even more and it starts working. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's how I do it. I break it. I break it and it works again. Okay. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I found myself going over the same bit over and over and over. And uh, my husband was saying, why are you doing that? Why can't you put your headphones in? Why do we have to listen to that <laughs> same line over and over? No. Listen, sometimes listening <laughs> yeah. to it through speakers is a better way of doing it than on the earphones. It's Absolutely. It's, it's more of a preference in certain clips. Okay. I tend, I tend to do that quite a lot myself when I was editing the podcast videos, uh, trying to get the certain <coughs> timings right from what James given me and trying to get all the fade in and fade outs. Sometimes I listen to it with mm-hmm. headphones on, sometimes I do it off, but pull my speakers on high just so, just so I can see if it works. And also to annoy his neighbours upstairs. Well, yes, that's <laughs> because I'm not. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to hear it or not. If Jim has already edited it out by the time you'll hear this, but the washing machine has been going off several times yes. throughout this episode. Yes, my ears are hurting a bit. Be- mine are very achy, achy right now. <laughs> uh, that's what noise gates were made for. At least they're putting it on a you know, reasonable time and not ten o'clock at night like they usually do. I think. Yeah, I think you said. You can pretty much be sure if I ever if you ever talk to someone, even if it's on a phone, or if if I talk to anyone at all, you can be rest assured within ten minutes, right on cue, washing machine. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> I see. Oh, yeah. Well, um, we started uh, here after approaches uh, last year. We started doing some audio plays, and we did. You, we asked Lynn to be in. Um, what was it? The game. That we did uh, from Just Shorts oh, to yes. replace someone who uh, wasn't available from the original cast. Um, yeah, and then we also asked you to play the fairy godmother in Cinderella as well. Yep, which and was audio, did, also the audio one. How did you find the experience of? Uh, I, I I find everything new and exciting. I get quite excited about things. Quite, <laughs> I, do, I love doing anything to do with acting and drama and things like that. But um, I, fi- I did find it odd how it's recorded, you know, that it's not recorded in one yeah. swoop, so to speak. Oh, yeah. You know, I did, did, did find that hard to process in my brain for a bit. <laughs> but, but you got um, used to it. Yeah. yeah. 
got yeah. used to it. Yeah, That's I really it. enjoyed That's, it. Yeah. And, but uh, you're hearing now, yeah, you're hearing now, folks, that this is one of our ways to uh, be uh, be within the COVID guidelines. Yes, that uh, everyone's in their own homes recording the uh, recording their lines. Yes, but but not only that, it's or within uh, their own social bubbles. The fact that we don't record everyone at the same time, we record people because we started doing this because uh, we only had like two microphones between us. So I I would lend my microphone to someone, yeah. they'd record with it, and we'd just do their lines and some reading in on Zoom. And now we have microphones right. for everyone, yeah. pretty much, and. Uh, we're st- I think we're probably still going to do it the same way because actually what I found is that um, people are less awkward if they if there's a line they're struggling with and they want to repeat it or they, they want to do it again to get it right. Yeah. They feel a lot more comfortable if it's just one other person than if it's a screen full of people staring mm. at them, waiting for them to get the line right. So, mm-hmm. um, and, it, mm-hmm. so, and then just piece it, I have to piece it together line by line but it means i can get all the timings right of everything like be really nitpicky yeah. with it so it's a funny way of working but again it was just something that's new yeah. so i got used to it yeah. in the end so, yeah, yeah and we you're doing uh hopefully a, a new series with us this year um that we've t- i think we talked about a little bit in the last episode um yeah we did is, a little uh, piece from it didn't we yeah we did a little snippet um Detective snippet, series. that's the word. A Susan. <laughs> a Susan. A Susan. <laughs> <laughs> um, Insignificant Susan. <laughs> um, so, uh, inside jokes. But uh but I, I'm very much I'm looking forward to that. And I I'm still writing the first script, but um I think we're we're gonna have fun with that, hopefully. I can't wait Ooh. to do it. To be honest with you, James, I'm ever so excited about it. <laughs> it's been uh... <laughs> well because you, you like your murder mysteries, don't you? So it's it's kind of up your street, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I think that's what's so wonderful about doing something like this and script club and radio plays is because we're all so passionate about mm. acting and doing things. We've still managed to find a way to do it, and um, that's what I find fascinating and wonderful about it. It's really really good and it's good for uh, our mental health as yes. well I suppose yeah. keep us going here yeah definitely yeah. I was just going to ask uh, do we have uh, like a time scale of uh, when when you hope to start on those um, not as such when I mean finished writing it yeah I mean I think <laughs> I think I've well I've got the plan for the first series um, about half of first the first episode has been written I'm focusing for the next couple of weeks on getting my uni work done for the semester, but I think after that I'll be, uh, once the script's done, we'll have a read through and uh, have a few rehearsals and then kind of get cracking with the recording, I think. I'd like to get the series done by the end of the year, uh, if if possible. Um, But Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. And I think it's going to involve, you know, everyone in here after and probably a whole load of more people as well. A little bit yeah. like with Zoom, we're just going to be bringing Good. people in, and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's the other thing about Script Club, um, and uh, we found a lot of people who are interested in acting that we didn't really know about mm. as well. So it's uh, you've got quite a strong pool of people to choose yeah, from, absolutely. really, if you want to do. do yeah, and actually, I've I made a list recently of you know people that we could ask 
to be in these things um, over the course of a series. And I kind of wrote, you know, people from script club down as, oh, you know, could ask that person, that person. And, um, and, and the Echel direct as well. Yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and it, I think it opens up more possibilities for the future as well with stage productions potentially as well. You know, a lot of people out there and yeah. I think we really need to put uh, Shakespeare on us soon um, when when we can, definitely. maybe collectively as a as a group. That's something oh, that we need to think yeah, about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Um, one last thing I wanted to to talk about very briefly actually was um, I, I thought I'd mention it on this episode because um, I thought it'd be something that Lynn would would like as well, um, which is this radio series that I've been listening to. I started, I came across it in the summer last year and I was, I listened to parts of it and they've released more of it now. And I've been listening to it over the last few days. It's this, um, sort of, it's sort of similar to what we're doing a little bit. It's a kind of murder mystery comedy show set in the 1930s in the Southwest of England. And it's called the Pogleywood murders. Um, and it's, it's online and you can listen to it for, for free online. Um, and it's got, it, it's got that kind of murder mystery, you know, the characters have pun names and, and all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a lot of fun. So I, that's something I wanted to, um, recommend and, uh, probably put the link to that oh, okay. in the, in the video. Cool. Okay. So have a look at that. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I've, uh, made a note. Yeah. It's spelled, uh, Pogley, Pogleywood Murders, Pogley is spelled P-O-G-L-E-Y. Pogleywood Murders. Okay. Definitely, uh... How do you spell wood again? W-O-O-D. <laughs> Space M-U-R-D-E-I. Full stop. <laughs> full stop. Um, and the full stop has to be there, right? Yeah, otherwise it doesn't yes, come I, up. I think it takes you to, <laughs> takes you to uh, dodgy websites if you don't put the full stop in. So, um... <laughs> okay, so uh, this week the quizzing duties uh, befalls me. So uh, I'm going to do some Shakespeare questions. So I'm going to read uh, quotes from five Shakespeare plays and you have to guess which play each of these quotes is from. Okay, so question one is... You speak an infinite deal of nothing. Is that just somebody speaking to you, James? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. That's uh, me talking on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Question two. The fault is not in our stars, but in ourselves. Well, it's from that good film, The Fault in Our Stars, isn't it? <laughs> no, The Fault is not in our stars. That's all, that's the point. <laughs> Question three is, no beast so fierce, but knows some touch of pity, but I know none and therefore am no beast. Okay, question four is, let us sit upon the ground and tell sad stories of the death of kings. And that's from a particular favourite of mine. Does that narrow it down, David? No, because James <laughs> is favourite. James would say um, that everything's his favourite. 
Oh, Macbeth's my favourite. Oh, Hamlet's my favourite. Romeo and Juliet's my favourite. I especially, <laughs> I especially like Romeo and Juliet, but Tempest is my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, question five. Me thought I was enamoured of an ass. Oh, we know that one. <laughs> Nomeo and Juliet. Okay, uh, now for the answers. So question one was, you speak an infinite deal of nothing, and that was from the Merchants of Venice. Well, that was a great start. I have no point. <laughs> I have no points. <laughs> question two, the fault is not in our stars but in ourselves. That one's from Julius Caesar, which is a particular favourite of mine. Everyone's a particular favourite of Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Question three was, no beast so fierce, but no some touch of pity. But I know none, and therefore am no beast. That was from Richard III. It Which was a familiar. particular favourite of his. It was familiar, but I couldn't remember when I heard it. <laughs> I got the wrong one. <laughs> Question four was, let us sit upon the ground and tell sad stories of the death of kings. was from Richard II. Oh! Which is a particular favour of mine. I, I was I was I was one number out. <laughs> <laughs> you can have half a point. Did you say that uh, was another favourite? Did you say that was another favourite, James? <laughs> yeah, I like Richard the Second. Um, and finally, question five: Me thought I was enamoured of an ass was from a Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. All right then. So let's tally the points then. I have two. I have one. I have one and a half. <laughs> Robert. Rob. Uh, just a one on that as well. So, me and you are the big losers. Well, uh, Damien <laughs> and Robert, hey, you I, are today's I, big I never losers. expect them to win them. <laughs> and then is today's big winner. I got. I. Uh, I remembered the Richard III one. <laughs> And um, and the last one, mm. Midsummer yeah. Night's Dream. Well, yeah, I remember the last one. <laughs> and before we leave you, here's another short preview from the upcoming Adventures of Willie and Wendy series. Uh, this scene is when Willie and Wendy are in the car on their way to their first ever detective job. And that was the first time I ever had a pork casserole. That's a fascinating story, Willie. But don't you think you should tell me about the case? I may be psychic, but I'm no mind reader. Oh, yes, of course. Silly me. <laughs> Mr Bathurst booked us into a posh hotel not far from here. He said his detectives usually stay in the cheapest B&Bs he can find. So we're not to get too used to the luxury. Oh, so that's why Mr Bathurst told us to dress up smart. I must say, you look terribly dashing. Like an action hero. I don't really watch action films, if I'm honest. Don't like them? Mother doesn't like me watching them. She's a bit set in her ways, you see. I see. I don't really like them either, to tell you the truth. I'm more of a chick flick kind of girl. I'm a sucker for a weepy love story, me. What kind of things do you watch, then? Oh, documentaries, mainly. Oh, right. Your mother's got this fascination with fishing trawlers, you see. 
anything involving boats, the Atlantic Ocean, jowly men in waterproof overalls, she's there for it. That and Fred Astaire films. She's got a real flair for Fred Astaire, does Mother. You wouldn't look out of place in one of those films. Oh, do you think so? I got this outfit for a fancy dress party a few years ago. Only it turned out it wasn't a fancy dress party after all. I felt like a right muppet. Nightmare! Did you have a bit of a flap then when you found out? <laughs> oh, of course. I was dressed as a flapper. Honestly, you're so funny, Willie. Oh, thank you very much. Mother never laughs at my jokes. But then again, she never was one for a sense of humour, even when Dad was still alive. You know, I've not stayed in a hotel since I was ten, for Uncle Terry's wedding. I've never stayed in one. I'm pretty excited to tell you the truth. Do you know, is it some kind of special treat to celebrate our first job? Not exactly, Wendy. It's the hotel we're investigating. Oh, I see. What kind of thing are we looking for? I don't know anything specific. Mr Bathurst just said we're to keep our ears peeled and our eyes to the ground. What for? For suspicious activity. Oh, how exciting. Oh, and another thing. Our employers had a tip-off that something is going to happen at three o'clock tonight. Lovely. Thanks for that. I like that voice, Steve. It's... You seem to like when I said nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I know you noticed your reaction when I said nightmare. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's that's the the, vo- the kind of voice I'm imagining. You can come back now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cracking. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm so excited to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah it's fun. Thank you. I, um, it's, yeah. I, I quite like the the opening, but I quite like it when it gets into the plot it's quite you know it's a kind of a farce and it's all these interweaving things and uh it's I'm yeah enjoying writing it so i'm looking forward to this Good. first read through and everything be fun Bing bong. so in the uh last episode um we ended the episode with um that sound that you've just heard um it's very interesting sound uh very uh, well-made sound. Um, it's not what I was expecting, but um, yeah, I like it. I like it. And um, that sound signals uh, the end to this episode. And um, thank you to Lynn for being our first, our very first guest um, on this uh, podcast. And uh, Thank you for asking me. I've enjoyed it. And uh, well, if you guys enjoy, then you know the usual stuff. Uh, like, subscribe to the channel and uh, comment down below telling us what you think. This podcast is now available on most streaming platforms including Amazon Podcasts, Spotify and iTunes. And don't forget to check the links in the description for our other channels and websites. And on that note, it's goodbye from our guest, Lynn Cuffin. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. And to play us out, here's a song that features in that first radio play we did with Lynn, The Game. The song's called The Bird Calls and uh, was written for the original stage production. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. It's been a long episode this time. Hope you've enjoyed it. Goodbye from me.
In the twilight hour the bird calls from on high He sings his song of love to an empty sky The velvet wind caresses his wings As he searches for his love and the hope she brings Will he find her bathing in moonlight In the treetops all alone Or will he find her drinking from the river Or hiding amongst the stones Or will he find her over the rainbow Whether carefree forever roam Or will he find her waiting with patient grace For her true love to come home When all hope seemed lost The morning frost It chilled his fragile bones When he heard a sound From homeward bound A familiar hopeful tone So he beat his wings And tried his best Despite how far he'd flown And happiness It filled his chest in ways he'd never known Now at last his weary heart can rest Now he'll never be alone When he found her waiting in the humble nest That the bird calls home